Oh my God, Steve, we're back doing a podcast. How you doing? Good, Jeff. What's going on, man? It was good seeing you a week or two ago. Yeah, the two weeks ago we were all at the World Speed Shoot. It's I always uh, refer to it as old home days because we get to see all the people we we talk to online and uh, but don't necessarily get to to see face to face. And uh, it was uh, there was a lot of people there. I trying to do a better job at remembering people's names, uh, but. I got to meet a lot of new people and, you know, uh, a cast of the regulars were there. It was a lot of fun. I, I was there yeah. for all week. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because there was quite a few, uh, I don't know if they were first timers or newbies or what have you to the World Speech. That was really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, and and a lot of first time top shooters too, you know, uh, people that... Uh, you know, uh, we're able to come out and, 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 and get there and, and shoot. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, uh, I can never say anything bad about the match regardless of the outcome. And I was very fortunate to have a good outcome this year, but, uh, it's always fun being there. Uh, the, uh, I wrote an article and, and, you know, one of the uh, things that I wrote was that, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of every year, they're just polishing a diamond and just trying to make it a little brighter. Um, the one thing that stuck out to me was the slight change of orientation in the bays with the stages. Did you notice that? Uh, a, a couple of stages I yes. did, but uh, so, some of them were just the way that they were a couple of weeks. Well, probably a month prior at the Alabama State Steel Challenge Championship. So that was cool. Yes. Yes. Um, it was definitely... Uh, a match to put in the books, a match to put in the books. I think uh, everything was, everything went really smooth. Uh, you know, they've really got that match at that range uh, dialed in for uh, getting going. And, uh, you know, I thought the I, RO crews did a great job again this year. Uh, there were some new ROs, uh, new CROs uh, at the match. And I thought it, it went very smooth. Uh, I have to, have the little joke with you um, and at the expense of uh, a one Alex Burns, uh, he was running me on outer limits and I, uh, I was pushing it and uh, I hit the first plate and missed the back plate, kept going, missed my next shot, purposely stepped outside the box, shot the stop plate, turned around and said, score that. <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> at that point i knew that was going to be a throwaway so it wasn't it wasn't worth keeping and you know it was funny because i thought i was gonna i was i was saying yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna hit for the cycle on that stage and uh, uh i forget the ro's name i think it was it was tom the cro on that stage uh i could be wrong but uh, he's like well you know, we didn't get to check off the missed stop plate box. And I was like, oh, I could have done that. Just cranked a shot at the stop plate, missed it, and then went, yeah. okay, now score that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how you put a lot into the tablet. A-L-O-T. <laughs> Make that your time. <laughs> hey, did so I tell was... you? I... Go ahead. Did, did, I t did I tell you what happened to me on Outer Limits? I did, I did not hear what happened. Oh my good! You're probably one of the only only people that didn't. Okay. So 
so I shot <laughs> I shot four divisions this year. Um, shot uh, what did, what did I shoot? I shot PCCO Rimfire Pistol Open. Then I went to shoot um, Rimfire Rifle Open, and then I shot Open. That's what it was. And then, uh, so, you know, I had kind of a shaky first day on Saturday. It was all me. Guns ran amazing. Ammo was perfect. Platforms ran great. Then I get to uh, shoot rimfire rifle open. I'm shooting my new JP-22. Uh, actually put a, yeah, it, I'll, I'll share that a later time. And then what I ended up doing is, uh, so... A lot of people haven't seen the JP-22, want to feel the weight, blah, blah, blah. So we started on Smoke and Hope. Nothing stellar. You know, got two, three strings that were good and the other two, eh, you know. So I, I don't know, maybe six, six, four, six, five, somewhere in there. So not anything that's going to break your day, right? But not not where I wanted to be for sure. You know, certainly wanted to be in the fives and that kind of thing. And then the next stage is, is it Outer Limits, right? Yeah, past the vendor area. So, so we get to our limits, getting ready to get up there. And so I, I give my gun to a couple people over that safe table right there. And I'm like, Hey, you know, check it out, feel and so on and so forth. And then, uh, yeah, all good. And, you know, there's a couple of people that want to see it. And, uh, so I get up there, you know, make ready command, do my thing, seeing things good. I, you know, Jeff, look, I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I was practicing the heck out of outer limits uh going into the match so i was shooting it you know low nines you know probably right at nine you know pretty right. comfortable yeah, at the house fast. right so, so I, 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 i'm ready to turn it up and all that kind of stuff and um um so i uh, i get up there and i said make ready you know and then okay are you ready stand by beep and then i get up nothing happened and so I turned, I knew exactly what had happened, Jeff. Oh, did they, can I guess? Yes, you, you'll you know it. You they know put it. the safety so on. They put the safety on. <laughs> they put the safety on, Jeff. So I turned, I turned around, yelled the person's name. I said, did you put my safety on? And he just like got consumed into the crowd. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So I, I think I ended up, of course, you know, that was a bad deal. I don't know what it was. Well, I yeah, then I, you had to, you had to be a little more conservative on the next three. Cause you had to get scores that would count. Oh, it, it was, it was bad, Jeff. I think my last <laughs> one was like a three twenty or something like that. I already want to look at the score, Jeff. I think it was like a 14. The next one, I think I had a miss or makeup or something sure. like that. It, it it was horrible. So I shot a 14 on outer limits. I'll have to go back through the archives to see when the last time was I shot a 14 on outer limits. I bet you it's probably been like eight years. <laughs> oh my lord. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we did an informal poll um uh, with all the shooters in our squad and couldn't find a single, not a single other person that shoots a rifle that ever puts a safety on. No, I didn't I, even know my I didn't even know my gun had a safety, Jeff. <laughs> I I have to admit, you know, uh, shooting a lot of uh, open with an open gun uh, when I was shooting open or shooting limited, you know, definitely those kinds of uh, guns. You're you're always making sure the external safety's on before you're putting it into the holster. But as far as any rifle, I can't honestly think of any time I've ever purposely put the safety on. 
now my PCC and USPSA, of course, that, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, in Steel Challenge, I, I, you know, outside of the centerfire guns that are coming from a holster that have an external safety, yeah, right. I, I've never set one. So, yep. well, that, that, is that is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. So, so it's, you, uh, you it, had this it, JP twenty two for a while, right? No, this is the this is the latest. I say the latest and greatest. It's the last version. It's got the. Uh, ambi uh mag release and slide release and all that kind of stuff on it but okay. they just so th- there's i think it's like gen 3 or so of the uh of the bolt so it's a little bit lighter bolt design they made some improvements th- that's really the biggest the biggest improvement of course it's got the ultra lightweight barrel which which i was uh piloting with them i don't know probably three years or so ago mm-hmm um, and they just made a change. I think I literally I've got the last receiver off the line that doesn't have the uh, Smith and Wesson um, 22 magazine uh, magazines. You can still use a black dog. That's what I shoot black dog magazines for mine. They have a shim that you can put in the mag well to, to cant the, the mag just a little bit differently. But uh, yeah, so so this one's a new one. I've got uh, I'm going to flex for just a second. I've got three of them. And, um, the, the earlier versions, there was, uh, some opportunities with the bolts with, uh, consistent reliability with ignition. So if you do have a older bolt, you know, before this last generation, if you reach out to JP, they'll machine off just a little bit in the back of the bolt to give it a little bit more positive, uh, ignition with a hammer hitting the, uh, hitting the firing pin. And okay, I shoot Ely. Yeah. I shoot I Ely that. ammunition. It, it, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit um harder brass mm-hmm. um so yeah so if you've had some light light strikes with it um some of the, you know i'm not saying that's all of it but certainly if you start messing with triggers and springs and stuff like that that can an ar platform you can get into some light strike situations but i think i've run i don't know four or five thousand rounds through it i've had one malfunction out of uh out of about five thousand rounds um don't judge me but i haven't cleaned the gun yet and um the malfunction was actually a light strike, but boy, it looked like it hit it hard enough to detonate. So, hey, it could have been know, around. Yeah, could have been. Could have been. I mean, I I always have a lot of fun when I have those things happen. It's like, okay, get that round, put it back in the mag, but you know, twist it and and try to make a flower out of uh, <laughs> the, the the strikes on the uh, on the rim to see if. Uh, uh, you know, to guarantee in my brain, okay, this wasn't the gun; it was the round. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, for sure. So, because so, I have, I have, I forget when I bought it two, three years ago, one of the JP twenty two. So you're saying that for me and anyone else, you can send your bolt in, and they'll they'll do some modifications to it for uh, more reliability. Yeah, yep. What they do is they take the back of the bolt. Um, I think I've got some pictures somewhere. I send in my uh, my other two. And they uh, they machined the back off, and it took care of any sort of ignitions. It wasn't it wasn't quote unquote bad, but it wasn't a hundred percent. It wasn't at the level that you know uh, guys like you and I, when we're pulling the trigger, want to want to see. Um, you know, you know and, and first, if you use when I first go got mine, I was having like two out of ten light strikes, and I was like, "What is going on?" Well, I called them, and they started talking me through. And one of the first questions was what color is the hammer spring? <laughs> yeah. 
And it turns out I had the medium weight hammer spring and they sent me the heavier hammer spring and didn't have any problems since then. Yeah. They sent you, I think it's the red one. Is yes. It? The red one is the heavy one. Yeah. So I run the yellow, I think it's a yellow color. It's the lightest hammer spring and then get a hundred percent or as close to it. Reliability out of with it. With this, um, with this bolt, with this bolt. That's finger. correct. That's correct. Cool. Yep. Well, Cause I'm with, with that hammer board. spring and, yeah, when that with the red hammer spring, it may have uh, did it increase your trigger pull at all. Maybe just a just a dash. I'm not good enough to know that. Because I, 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 I think if you go down to a send send you know reach out to Ben or one of those guys, send your bolt in, they'll uh, machine off the back of it or Dave, and uh, you can probably go down to a yellow. I'm guessing you'll be able to get at least half a pound, if not a pound, lighter trigger pull. Okay. Cool. Of course, every fire control group and guns different, but in my experience, that's uh, that's uh, that's the changes that I've seen. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you know, let's uh, let's do some more talking about the WSSC, and uh, we've got someone uh, who just connected in who needs to unmute his uh, connection, uh, and once he does that, we'll uh, announce that we are talking to. He's still muted. Come he on. Too. You can do it. I'm sure what he's saying is very inspirational and moving for our yes. audience. Oh, he's but... <laughs> he's he's a he's a leader among men. And now he's unmuted, and we have the one, the only, the stats guy, the match director of the WSSC, Zach Jones. Zach, how you doing? Well, I'm good, except for I can't tell time or you know <laughs> since I'm a little bit late. We we're we're not going to discuss about being late for meetings, okay? Um, okay. After what happened earlier this week with me. Uh, oh yes, we won't <laughs> we won't go there. <laughs> well, Zach, uh, we were just you know uh, pontificating a lot about the WSSC. Considered it a very successful match. I think the final number was six hundred and ninety four guns, which uh, is is close, uh, you know, to within a a, a stone's throw of the seven twelve record. Uh, and it's back again next year at the uh, w, uh, the CMP. Uh, Absolutely. I, I really like that range, and I like having that match there. That's getting to be the, the fastest steal on earth, if you think about it, where all the world records have been set for the last six years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there was what? I think there were three three match records set in the main man, in the in the overall, and we had two two ladies records set. And a host of of uh, of uh, stage records, I believe, were set uh, at that match. Absolutely, and we had you know new names showing up, setting records. You know, people like Adam Reno, his name's on a few records. Uh, Lance Junior is a record holder. Uh, did you, Carly did Chadwick. You see the, did you see the pendulum record that Alex Alex Burns set on PCCI? Oh yeah, it's it's insane, uh, and I he crushed pendulum. He came down. He and his dad shot the WSS or the uh, um, West Florida Steel, and he crushed pendulum. Uh, and and he shoots that stage like most people shoot smoke and hope. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, these kids. I'm, I you know I, I think we're gonna have to come up with a new rule that you have to be 21 or older to shoot WSSC. 
um, because they're just too darn fast. Some of them are approaching that age. <laughs> well, okay, make it twenty-five then. <laughs> I know we 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 need, we need the uh, forty and over division. I mean, you know, hey, I got a job and some kids and some friggin' uh, debt, like a house payment. You know that division. I'll work on the name just a little bit, but you know what I'm talking about, fellas. Well, yeah, the, the dink doesn't yeah. work because it's not double income, no kids. It's like double income with kids uh, and other interests. <laughs> But grumpy old fast. men. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. So Zach, um, we were just talking too about. Uh, I, I mentioned, you know, I thought that really you end up polishing a diamond every year uh, when the when the WSSC is back there at the CMP. Uh, this year, it seemed to be the the position of the stages uh, in in the bays tended to be just perfect and steve had mentioned you know that's how they were set up for alabama and uh i think that's a, a lot to go with the people that set that match up um if there was uh, one thing you could do better at this match what do you think it would be i mean is there anything that you think you could improve upon well uh, there's always room for improvement i mean you know i we couldn't have you know the perfect sunshine every single day mild breeze let me know how you control that that. because i need i've got a date for the west florida next year i need to put in for you know mild weather so yeah exactly yeah if we could if we could do that i could make a mint you know i could retire (laughs) and just be a weatherman or whatever you know you want good weather for your match well hire me and i'll bring the good weather but you know we were fortunate this year we we did have some rain that came in and but it was nothing serious. We had some wind that came in and it blew a few things around, but you know, it, it, that's all stuff you have to deal with. And we fortunately had a fantastic crew of staff there and they're, they're the ones who really make the match what it is. You know, I just, I do what I do, the stats and stuff like that, but it's the ROs and the eight bays that are running all the competitors the real superstars of the match. 100%. Yeah, the staff the, the the staff was and is has been the last few years there, uh, right right on point. And I don't want to glance glass uh, glance over this too much, but the stages were I think left up from the Alabama State match what four weeks prior. Carl and his team for the Alabama State match. If you didn't know that it was the Alabama state match. You would have thought it was a world speed shoot high quality ROs. We saw a lot of them that uh, ended up ROing the uh, world speed shoot, but yeah, those guys did a fantastic job with, with setup. The the one concern that I do, I've, I don't know how many matches I've shot there, fellas, maybe 20, 30, 40 match. I don't know. It's been more than a couple. I've never seen ever. Have I seen whatever those little, flying ant things that would land <laughs> and the wings would fly off. What was that? What was that all about? Well, the no seams. I remember one. Oh, year no, you could them. see them. Oh, you oh, could yeah. see them. Okay. Well. So, somebody, somebody said that they were, uh, um, Oh, what the heck are they? Uh, sand flies, term, termites. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Oh. No, they got but too they, much. Well, I mean, you know, termites would be coming out to get those two by fours, but if you really want to be be gnawing on a two by four that might get shot, you're kind of a dumb termite if you think about it. 
Well, that was like, remember, Zach, the last match we, you had for South Carolina and we were shooting in that quarry and we're uh, we're shooting <laughs> the stages and there's birds flying in and out of their their homes, homes. that they built into the yeah. into the quarry walls. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, it's like, OK, we got to stop because we got a butterfly or whatever on a plate, you know, or, or watch out. There's a bird on that post. Yeah, they, you, you see some crazy things in these matches, that's for sure. Well, it's uh, it's definitely, you know, and, and the CMP has been doing, you know, a lot of improvements, too. It looks like they had some more paving that was done. And yes. uh, if you look to the left or right as you were coming in, they're building more bays. Uh, they absolutely are. They're, they are a great range for us to be a partner with. And, and also, Steve, to echo what you said about Carl, and also Chris Stewart is another guy who worked on the setup Absolutely. for Alabama State. Yep. Those Absolutely. guys did a bang-up job. Absolutely. Yes. You know, I you know when I first got there, I walked the stages, and I told Troy, I said, we can start shooting right now. Let's go get our guns. And he was like, well, <laughs> we got to wait till Wednesday. <laughs> Can't we just practice down here, please, please? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, and and again, again that 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 whole facility setup, you know, lots of parking, you know, the the practice bays, the bays setup, an area for the vendors. It's you know, again, year after year, just knock it out of the park with with having that match there. And you know, as I was before you came on, Zach, I was telling Steve. It's like old home day, old home days, you know, you're getting to see the people that you've seen on Facebook and you don't necessarily get to see all year and, and everybody congregating there. It's just a lot of fun, a lot of handshaking, a lot of hugging and a lot of new faces, which was really cool. So, yeah, it is. It, it's, uh, you know, the match is growing. I mean, there's, you know, a, a variety of people attending. There's some that have been there all six years. There's others that this was their first year. And hopefully those now next year, there'll be other people that it's their first time there. So, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a good match and, and one that everybody that's a still challenge shooter is welcome to come shoot. And I think everybody that is a shooter should try to get there at least once. In fact, um, I'll call out a, a good friend of mine, uh, John beach and Zach. I know, I know, you know, John and Steve, I think, you know, him. he runs our stats down at the whack. And, yeah, yeah. You know, John fell into the new distinguished senior category and uh, was able to pull off third place in RFRO. And it was kind of like the Diane McCoy story from last year. Uh, he wasn't at awards and I got to deliver him his award. And that's that smile just says it all, you know, and I know there's been some different opinions and and things going on about the distinguished senior but uh for john uh it worked out really well for him to be able to pull out an award um that was cool yeah, yeah that, that, is, awesome. that is definitely cool all right hey zach let's let's talk about the elephant in the room <laughs> who on earth decided on the guy doing the awards presentation. Who who gave that guy a microphone, Zach? Was that you? Did you make that decision? Were you under well, the influence? Well, <laughs> he has a very melodic voice. I was very entranced by his presentation, Steve. I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> well, you know, sometimes you just you leave a microphone sitting around and somebody picks it up two years in a row. You know, what are you going to do? But but, you know, we we did try to go through the awards as quickly as we could, because, you know, yep. last year when we did it, we called the same person up three or four times. And then, you know, this year we were like, okay, well, let's consolidate and call the person up and, and give them, you know, uh, you know, consolidate as much as we can. And plus, you know, I felt like a total dork standing over there getting my picture taken because I don't know what the heck I'm doing. So, I mean, yeah, you, you, you got the blind leading the blind doing the awards, but hey, we got through it. So that's the important no, thing. No, I, I, I think the awards presentation, I'm not sure how many people know how big of an activity that is because that's really a fire drill because you know you're just getting the last squads through you're updating there's you know arbitration all that kind of stuff and then you have to process all this information to make sure you're giving the right people the right award in a very oh, short yeah. period of time so no i i my hat goes off to you i think that uh the awards presentation itself went uh went really well even when jeff had the microphone just for the yeah, record well, well, it was tough. I mean, there, you know, there was three of us sitting over at the table is, is Jeff, myself and my daughter, Stephanie, and we yep. were pouring, pouring over the results and, and updating the documentation so that we had all the names and everything like that. And then of course we went to print two copies and we ran out of doggone printer paper, which always happens, you know? So we uh, had to borrow some from the people there. They were kind enough to give us enough paper to print out the results, you know? So we, we got through it, you know, it's always something. So I, I would say overall though, the match, you know, I would, I would give it an A, but if we're to be critical, what are a couple of things, and this is just open, what are a couple of things we could do to enhance it? Um, because I, again, you know, I, I think that uh, well run, we're, you know, timely. I mean, th there's a, tons 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 of positives which i think are important to articulate we've already done a you know an okay job with some of it but how do we uh how do we make it just a little bit better you guys got any uh feedback of just you know spitballing it i think the challenges are are not necessarily trying to do it better but maintain the quality every year not resting on your loyal laurels um, and I think that's what the organization tries to do is they know what they've done in the past. I mean, I can remember four years ago, three and four years ago, the awards was up there at the CMP uh, on, on the, um, the lanai there. And it didn't really work out well. It was getting dark. There wasn't a whole lot of lighting. And yeah. so, you know, moving to the Motorsports Hall of Fame, I think has been a huge benefit to the match um you know i think it was it was definitely neat for me i think one of the improvements and one of the first timers uh i think as a shooter but also as a, uh, a videographer was josh frolick and his team uh there was a lot of uh of those quick form uh videos that came out that were a lot of fun to uh, you know, see a message on Instagram or Facebook that something had been posted and go watch that and, and seeing people and they turn those around pretty fast. And I think that was a, a very positive aspect of the match. Um, 
let, 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 let's pause on that for a minute because I think that's a very important point. From my perspective, I think that the quality of audio and video that those guys turned out real time or, you know, maybe Near that night. I, oh, yeah, I, I think they did an exceptional job. Especially the guy that did, uh, you know, a little narration on how to shoot uh, speed option, but that's another story for another time. But I think those guys did. Uh, I think they did a, a a really really solid job. So I'm glad that I I'm not sure if USPSA made that investment. It sounds like a, some of the sponsors may have kicked in to make that kind of investment. But I think uh, whatever whatever it was, I think they got a really good positive ROI on on that. So it, it was it. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It took it took it up a level to your point. They absolutely did do a great job. I mean, did you see that that beast of a fifth wheel they pulled down there? I mean, you know, if you got equipment like that, you can't help but do good stuff, right? Man. Yeah, they said they had they had their own uh studio in the back of that bad boy, which yeah. to to crank out that content in a short period of time. No, I think that's I think that's I think it was fantastic. I think more matches need to need to need to leverage that to kind of get it out there a little bit more and publicize it. I think one of the advantages that they brought to it was they were getting more of the ambiance of the entire match than necessarily just the super squads. A hundred percent. And that was, that was a neat feeling. So when you're watching those videos and you're going, you know, you're almost watching them going, Hey, wait, I, I made, I made a video. I, I'm in that, you know? And then, you know, you yeah, might've just been, yeah. Yeah, I think I was in one where I was painting a plate and there was another one where the van was in the background and, and just little stuff like that. It, it, it makes it more, I don't know, homey, you know, you just, yeah. you just feel more part of it. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun. And that's nothing to take away from the videos that have been done in the past. This is just a different aspect. And, and it, it definitely added a new flair to the whole thing. Oh yeah, yeah they, they like ab- absolutely caught the essence of the match, if you will. You know that everybody, yeah, they was you know, different people were filmed and stuff like that, doing different things and then different techniques. I mean, there was some drone footage, there was some, you know, all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was it was first rate production, no doubt about it. So, you know, in terms of how do we make it, uh, how do we make it better? Um, I, I admit, I admit Zach, don't, don't throw anything at me. I wasn't super excited to see it a month later because I think the weather, you know, we talked a little bit about the, a dash of rain and that, but overall, because that, that area of Alabama can get uh, pretty steamy, sir. Um, but I think, uh, I think it will be still okay, uh, at, at that time, but I don't want to get too much later than that. I, I think the other, only other critique two critiques that I have just from uh, being open, honest, and transparent with you. I still would like to see, um, you know, uh, Kurt Grimes does a fantastic job at his match. Jeff does it at his match. I've been to a couple others is to have people painting for the competitors. And I think that also helps, helps the cycle. So I think, I think that's one way to, uh, to take it up a notch. We've talked about Kurt and his infamous uh, snow cone, uh ice cream truck uh delivering ice cream throughout the match just, but Kurt you know, and Marie are out there just trying to get everybody a sugar high to give them a better chance I, okay I, 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 i've yeah, seen yeah. the snack cart okay <laughs> it's 
I, it's 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 they they do a first rate match. I guess the only other critique, slight critique that I have, is when shooting as late as we did on Sunday, is we were a little bit delayed. I think on the food slash awards on on Sunday night, and the only reason why that hits home to me is because I didn't take the next day off and I rolled into my house about one a.m. And unpack the car and put guns away. But, you know, in terms of critiques, I, you know, I don't think that's a, that's, that's a big deal. I, I do think the painting thing, I know that there's a lot of people that have opinions on it. Um, but I, I would love to see that at a match at this, at this level. It's just well, my, you know, my opinion. I'll say this. I ate from Bobby's barbecue at least two or three times throughout the match. And and he did cater the, the finals and I know, or the, the awards. And I did overhear them when they were setting up saying, Oh my gosh, they've got ovens here next year. We're going to cook at the, uh, you know, we're going to see what we can do about cooking at the motorsports sure. hall of fame, sure. uh, which would definitely, uh, I think speed up, part of the process you know um i know we caused a little bit of a rigmarole because we were doing the awards uh coming up with all the awards and i'm like you know we better get food or we're not going to get anything and we walked up there and, <laughs> and, and everybody the started most rolling up yeah. and we're like no this is just for me and, and, Sam yeah. and stephanie you guys don't get any <laughs> yeah that that, yeah. that didn't go over very well yeah we no. needed to yeah, do yeah. that maybe a little more stealthily than, uh, yeah. than we did yeah, like, yeah. like have have them make a plate behind the curtain yeah. and sneak it over yeah. to us um steve you I you, wanna... you, you you three were the most popular people in all of steel challenge for those three minutes i i can guarantee you that <laughs> well hey there's there's my claim to fame i, I caused a there rush you go. Of the food there you go. yeah now i do want to go back and address one of your points and that's with the scheduling um there's something you got to look at from an organizational standpoint is all of the matches that uspsa has to schedule you know for the national championships and in, in oh, sure, sure. but yep. not only that the the cmp area the talladega area of alabama is getting to be an extremely popular place for sporting events other than wssc for example we have to schedule around um idpa that likes to use that rage um Block, GSSF, they use that range. Um, and then there's also other sports that are not shooting sports that are hugely popular out that way, and that's uh, softball and baseball and soccer. So, you know, we were working with everybody between the hotels and the range and things like that to see, okay, when can we fit something in? When, you know, and it worked out that, that slipping it, you know, a month, it was the best option for us. Yeah, it's going to be warmer, um, you know, but it's also, I've heard some positives in that, you know, school is typically going to be out by that time. And so, you know, those dang fast kids, you know, won't have to miss any school. So then we need to have it in like, you know, October so they can't make it. I mean, yeah. Well, but then we got to make sure we get it done before the time change. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's always tough. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the interesting aspect with me, Zach, on the on the date change is that uh, being in the senior division, 
And, uh, you know, recording this here on Thursday, the 18th, tomorrow is my birthday. And I'll but be you still 59. don't have a home range. So. Yeah, I still, oh, well, I'm never going to have a home range. <laughs> well, we, I mean, yeah, so don't be expecting one for your birthday. Okay. <laughs> I could, I could, I could, I'm, I'm waiting. Steve is going to send me one of those little kits where you get to lay out your stages, you know, on a, on a eight and a half by 11 sheet of, of paper. And it's like, here's your range, Jeff. Uh, have, yeah. have fun. Um, but I'm not actually based on the time change. I am actually never going to be able to shoot the match as a 59 year old hmm. uh, because of, you know, my birthday's after this one. And then it's going to be before the next one. And it just is what it is. I told Zach, I said, as long as uh, in, uh, uh, I think it was 2026, you have it before my birthday, uh, I'll be good. <laughs> I don't want to have yeah. to get up and uh, I don't have to remember about super seniors. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, listen, um, uh, that little ding was uh, Zach telling me he's got to he's got to leave here. Zach, I, I do have one one question that I would like to address with you. Uh, and that is, you know, uh, we ran, you know, we've had the WSCC, we ran the numbers, and I would love to talk about, you know, the peak time changes. So, you know, what can you share with us about the peak time changes? Because I know the answers, but I want, I want you to be able to share them. Well, I could share lots of things, but you would not be able to publish this podcast. So, um, oh, well, that's no fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me turn off the recording, and then you can tell. We can tell Steve uh, okay. what's going on. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So your recording yeah. has been stopped. Go ahead, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. You know, so, so per our requirement, we have done a review. Um, we did meet. The majority of us, I should say, on the Steel Challenge Committee met earlier this week and reviewed them and discussed them. And um, I'm on the agenda for the board meeting next week to discuss with the full board. So um, I'm not sure if they're going to want to take the numbers and look at them and then you know vote a month later or if when they see them. Um, that they're happy with the way they are and, and our methodology of coming up with our recommendation and just go ahead and vote on them next week. So, I mean, I, I might be able to go into more details in a week or so, or it might be another month before we can actually explain, you know, by stage and by division, why there was an adjustment or the reverse, why there wasn't an adjustment. For example, if we didn't find that there was a minimum of five people that shot a qualifying time then we didn't make any adjustment to that stage so you know and and one thing about it too that it's new that people may not be that aware of yet is that if let's just say that the board adopts them the way that we're recommending they do and you don't like where you are in your classification you can always apply to you know, have a classification downgrade and we'll review your classifications. And if it's warranted, then we'll approve it. I mean, I know that there's now to get people... those downgrades, though, your new percentage would have have to have dropped you below the minimum number for the class you're in. Correct. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. If you like, for example, if you were dropping from a a 94 percent master down to a 85.2, there's no need to do that because 85 is the minimum for master and say so you would still be a master. 
But if it if it say for example dropped you down to a eighty four or eighty three, then by all means we I could see approving that. Super, super. Well, yeah. you've all heard it here that are listening to this. Do not ask Zach. Do not ask me. Do not ask a board member what the changes are going to be. They've got to get a chance to review them and vote on them. And then we'll once they are voted on, we'll be able to share that information. Because I know everybody who knows Zach and I know that we put our, our you know, we're on the algorithms and, and, and we don't just, both of us run them and then we compare what we both came up with to make sure we, we both have it. So we have a kind of a double check there. Uh, we don't just assume the other one has done the right thing. Um, but we're, we're not allowed to share that until uh, after it's uh, officially voted on. So keep yeah, that the, in mind. The, the only thing I will share, though, is if there is a change that's approved by the board, my recommendation is going to be to the board is that that change takes effect the 1st of 2024. So you have the remainder of 2023. If you really want to try and class up, then you'll be able to. Yes, and that's a really good point because if you are uh, once you maintain a classification or attain a classification, um, you are allowed to maintain it. I mean, a perfect example for me, based on the way uh, some people may have realized that, you know, I haven't shot a gun in a while and my percentage changed. Well, this is due to some of the rules that are in the the bylaws with regards to the steel challenge that. The scores that are used to classify to calculate your classification percentage is current year plus the previous two. So a good example would be for my optical sight revolver, I had broken the 95 barrier, gotten the GM, but if you were to go look at me right now, I'm only my percentage is a 94 because some of those better scores that I shot that I hadn't shot the gun except for just now at at WSSC um, were better than, than what I'd shot in the past three years. Cause I mean, I shot that gun last geez when we were all pushing for those early club 13 uh, four or five years ago. Um, oh, let me, well, at some, if we got one more second, I want to tell you about club 13. I have some, well, let's, on you that. know what, let's, let's finish up on club 13. That sounds like a great one. Okay, well, um, just this week, you know, as, as many of you may or may not know, Palmetto State Armory has always sponsored Club 13. So the first 100 coins were gold, the second 100 coins were silver, and the third 100 coins are bronze. And we're up to 87 um, bronze coins issued as of this week. Um PSA has agreed to continue their sponsorship. And so Club 13 will live on for a minimum of another 100 coins. Um, and then going forward, I think we're just going to go with a, a standard color of a pewter color. And um, they were ordered today, in fact, and I'll have them here, you know, in a few weeks. Well, so that's fantastic we news for everyone that's... Yeah. Uh, uh, trying to get that club 13 coin uh, this is going to allow just about everybody who's attempting and those that are uh, going to attempt it in the future uh, which you know I always joke about it it's it's the accessibility and willingness to shoot a revolver in a match 
Exactly. Exactly. Hey, I I know that we're just about out of time, but real quick, uh, limited optics. Is that going to be a steel challenge provisional or is it just USPSA? And I apologize if I'm not current with my uh, USPSA. No, it's a good question. It's a very good question. It is a good question, and right now it's USPSA only, and if somebody has a heartburn with it, it's my fault. If you want to look, at, point the finger at somebody and say, well, you are the one who caused this or whatever, you can absolutely point your finger at me because when we were discussing it with the board, I told him, I said, I don't think that it's a good idea for steel. I said, for one thing, it's going to screw up club 13. We're certainly not going to start all over with a club 14. That's what made me think about it, Zach. That's exactly what made me think about it. It's like, okay, well, what division are you willing to give up so that we remain at 13? You know, that's a question when people, you know, ask me about it. I said, okay, well, well, there's two questions I ask if anybody asks me about limited optics. One would be, which division do you, we give up so that we keep 13? And then um, would you go out and buy a brand new gun or would you simply shoot your carry optics gun in it? And the vast majority are, well, we don't want to get rid of anything. Or if they do, it was something that they didn't shoot to begin with. Um, and then they were like, well, I've already got a, say, for example, uh, you know, a, a, a Glock MOS. So I would just shoot it in um, limited optics. So, carry optics. Well, like their carry optics gun, they would take it and right. You know, but they would they would just in, they wouldn't get a new carry. They wouldn't get a full limited optics gun. They would just be shooting their carry optics gun. Exactly. All right. Yeah, that's All right. what I'm I'm the outlier. I would buy a new gun to shoot that division. Well, but I'm always looking for an excuse to buy another gun. Just saying. I know. Don't you have like 18 JP5s or something like that? You've got more than anybody else in the country. Well, I've got uh, I've got a couple of JPs and a couple of gun safes full of guns. But hey, you know what? It's just like uh, you know, shoes. You can never have enough, right, Jeff? (laughs) I'm not denying that. I, I I just don't have the uh, the, uh, cash flow that you have, uh, to support, uh, <laughs> buying guns. I don't shoot. So <laughs> it's, uh, I, I just, I just keep the ones that, uh, that I've got running, which actually we'll talk about that in the, in, you know, we've talked about it a lot, but, um, you know, I'll, I'll say this, uh, with regard, you know, we've always talked about, and you joked about it, Steve, you put 5,000 rounds, you haven't cleaned your gun yet world speed shoot ended um i'm not going to be able to shoot for probably another couple of weeks i actually have a torn rotator cuff that i shot the match i shot the wssc with the torn rotator cuff and but i got home and i was taking apart my guns and was doing a deep clean so i was taking bolts apart and the bolt in one of my guns the firing pin spring had broken and this gun ran 100 percent at WSSC. So I feel very fortunate that that happened, but you know, again, and I did post something on Facebook and, and, and for all those that are wondering, you know, why don't my guns run, uh, maybe clean them every couple of thousand rounds and, and, and do a deep clean on them and, and, uh, and check your stuff. Cause, uh, you can find those things that, uh, you didn't plan on having, even if the gun's running. So keep that in mind. Yep. Yep. Can I, can I ship mine down to you, Jeff? 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I am not an FFL. You could ship it to Steve. He could clean it for you. No, wait. Oh, Steve there we go. Gun. Yeah, I, I don't clean guns. I just get new ones, Jeff. That rumor's true. <laughs> this, one's, this one's dirty. I need to I need to sell it to a friend or or just put it away and get a new one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, that's awesome. Well, well, good discussion, guys. It was great to get back together, and we'll uh, we'll get back on a regular uh, podcast. Got a lot of feedback and a lot of questions during the World Speed Shoot about the podcast and how much people liked it. So, yep. the people have spoken, Jeff. You got it. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna keep these a little shorter format and uh, try to get them uh, done on a much more consistent basis and and just have some fun and get the information out there. So, hey Zach, what's the next big match coming up? We got an area match coming up this weekend, don't we? We do. Area three is this weekend. Then I want to say area one is the weekend after that. And then, oh, by the way, speaking of area two, I will be out there. So I am expecting that ice cream. Oh, so just just go. throwing that out there, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Zach needs a sugar oh. high. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Diabetes oh. be darned, right? <laughs> Since this is a since this is a family friendly show, you can't say what I actually would say. Yes, fair enough. Oh no, we, right, no, we, no, no, no. We stopped recording about twenty minutes ago. Go ahead. Oh, that's oh, yeah, right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what you want. Say what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, he's no. not falling for it, Steve. We almost. Yeah, got it. Uh, that was close. One. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And you know, we end every podcast, Steve. I know it's still valid, given that podcast. Uh, discount code for uh, yeah. rainstore.net yeah st podcast 10 uh rainstore.net all right yep. all right we'll thanks see you everybody bye-bye right. take care bye-bye